This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. You remember when you were a kid and your parents said, okay, we're going out to dinner. Don't mess up the house. We're coming back in a little bit. Well, the Bible tells us that you and I are invited by Jesus to remember him. And then he says, I'll be back. No, not in the Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of way. He says, I'll be back. Well, he will deal with sin and it will be pretty rough, but it's not like that. See, Jesus says, I'll be back because I care about you and I'm bringing things new. I'm going to bring my judgment and hope and life. The reason you and I have communion regularly as part of the body of Christ is we want to remember the commitment that he had to us, but also we want to remember the commitment that we have to him. Regularly, when we receive communion here at the church next door, and I want to invite you to come and receive communion. We would love to share in communion with you. You don't have to be a member or an active volunteer here. You just have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he died for you, and then you come, and this is what you do. You recognize Jesus said, I will die for you. And you say, that's right, Jesus, you did. You died for me. And today, I want you to know, Jesus, I'm going to die for you. I'm going to die to myself and those things. See, this is what helps us grow spiritually because we return to Jesus regularly and we remember one day he's going to return. Let's open the word and let's talk about what we receive from the Lord and he's passed on to us today. If we want to weather the storms of life, you know what I'm talking about? You know, when that, when that wind blows through and it causes you to be afraid and anxious and you just, you kind of feel it kind of in the general community at large. What do you do? How do you steady yourself when you feel that, that come through? The scripture says to remember. It says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. It says that David, he, he went out to battle with his men. He came home, and when they got home, the whole city was decimated. Their, their, their wives and children were taken away. His own men wanted to destroy him. It's similar to the moment that Moses is having here. Every turn, it's similar to the moment when you say, all right, let's get up and go to church, and everybody says, oh, no, we don't want to go today, right? No, we're going. We're going. Why are we going? Because we got to remember what God has done in our life. There's, a, there's this collective memory, and there's individual memory, and this is what David does. David, it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, what does that mean? It means David began to say, Lord, you know, I remember when I was a boy, and I was out there in the field, and that bear showed up. You helped me with that. And that day, the lion showed up. Oh man, that was amazing. God, I was, just a, I was just a young man. There's no way I could take on a lion alone. Normally we do that as a, as a team, but, but you showed up and you were my teammate, God. Oh, I thank you for that. And I remember the day, I remember the day when I went down to the camp with my brother's lunch that daddy sent me down there with, and, and, and I saw Goliath Beller, and I saw in him that same anger, that's that same 
that same attempt to make me afraid that the lion and the bear did. And I said, no way, I will not be afraid because you are with me. You are a good God and you saved me from the lion and the bear and you will save me today from Goliath. And God, I took him down, but I know it wasn't me. I couldn't do that alone. There was something supernatural that took place that day when I released that sling and that stone went across that valley and took him out. And God, I need that same supernatural power right now. I don't know how, but this is what I know. I'm not reliant on David alone. I'm not reliant on Doyle alone. You are not reliant on yourself. You're relying on the Lord of creation, the one who flung the stars into place, the one that knit you together in your mother's womb, the one that has always said, I have a plan for you. And today, I got this. See, that's, that's the kingdom of God. And see, when, when you and I, when we take our memories lightly, when we begin to remember, you know, back before Jesus was in my life, it was so good. Uh-uh. You're about, you're about to go in the ditch. You're about to repeat the most negative, harmful part of your life. So you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what it's about. You have to develop a, a, a healthy memory. We have to be honest. We have to have a change of thinking. We have to have a change in thinking. We have to believe that God's way is better than our way. That, that trusting Him is always more important than trusting in ourselves. I've got a great quote. Listen to this one. It says, God's Word is an amazing compilation of God's people and their successes and failures. It's an invitation to learn and grow. You can repeat their failures or learn and step over them. Grab a hold of the cross and leave your problems behind. Don't forget what the Lord has done. Pastor Doyle Jackson, well, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Listen, I know way too many people who say, well, you know, I read the Bible in the past. You're going to need it tomorrow. I can promise you. There's going to be a cold chill that runs through of fear and anxiety and worry and shame and guilt. And you need the promises of God to help you stand up against the negativity, the lies, and the, the horror that is this world. All right? And if you grab a hold of it, if you begin to, to know what God has promised, what God has done, and you remember that, it will, be, it will be strength and health and life to you. See, God has called you and I to be a promise-keeping people because He is a promise-keeping God. And the reason we remember His promises and we remember our promises made to Him. Lord Jesus, I'm going to surrender my life to You. I ask You to come in and transform me. I surrender to Your leadership and Your Lordship from this day forward. I know You're going to take care of my sins and You'll provide... See, that's a promise I made to Him engaging the promise He made to me. And You did that too. See, we we were meant to be promise-keeping. promise keepers because God is a promise keeper he pointed to the horizon he said listen one day I'm going to show up and I'll die on a cross for you and he did his name is Jesus and that's why we worship today in Deuteronomy chapter 8 God talks about these promises he said be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. God says, remember and keep this so that you can be blessed. 
Verse 2, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands? See, God, God invites you and I to remember him, but then he knows you and I are going to live in a world of difficulty. And at times he's going to allow us, he's going to lead us, he's going to direct us in a way that puts us in a spot where our only hope is to rely on the promises, to rely on him and trust him. And in that season, you and I are going to be tested. Remember God's promises in the times of testing. Remember God's promises in the, in the times of difficulty. Remember what God has done, and it'll give you strength. It'll give you, it'll give you hope. It'll give you life. It's dangerous to try to live and, and not know the promises that God has made for you. Because what will happen is you'll begin to go only on your own, own strength and your own ideas. And God wants us to remember him. When Jesus was with his disciples, he said, listen, guys, I've got to go away from you. This is John chapter 14. He said, I've got to go away. He's, he's, he's telegraphing, I'm going to Jerusalem to die on a cross. And they're, they're like, oh, no, this is not a good idea. Things are going really well for us right now, Jesus. Please don't do that, right? And, and Thomas says, well, can we go with you? And he, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Read John chapter 14. It's this conversation, okay? Well, in the midst of that conversation, Jesus says, listen, if I go away, I'm going to give you someone that's going to help you in my place. And see, you and I, we, we, it's kind of like a kid when mom goes to town. She says, now listen, I got to go to, I got to go to town for a little bit. You're going to be fine. You are perfectly fine right here. Do not kill the cat, the dog, or your, your siblings. Okay. I left some food on the counter. There's cookies there and there's milk in the fridge. You can take care of yourself for two hours. And I don't want to hear from you, and I don't want you to destroy the house, right? Well, this is what Jesus is saying. I trust you. You can do this. And I'm going to give you exactly what you need until I return. And what does he say that is? He says it's the Holy Spirit as our helper. Now listen to how he describes that in John 14. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So we have a memory helper in the Holy Spirit. See, John, John believed this was so significant. He, when he wrote the Gospel of John, he said, Listen, I cannot write down everything that Jesus has done. Not even attempt to. I'm just going to give you highlights that, 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 yeah, that you need. But the Holy Spirit is going to make up the difference. He's going to remind you of all this. And see, when you and I welcome the Holy Spirit, we're saying, God, are there things about your nature, who you are? Are there things in your word? Are there, are there things in my experience? Are there things in the collective experience of the, of the body of believers that I need to go through this season, through this experience, through this time. And the moment you and I stop listening to all the noise of this world and we just get quiet, we welcome the Holy Spirit to do that. And what John says is the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. He'll be your helper. He'll prompt you. Have you ever invited the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, to help you? I know a lot of Christians that they've never said, you know, 
Father, Jesus said that you had a gift in the Holy Spirit. Would you give it to me? Would you, would you welcome the spirit of holiness? See, the moment I call it the spirit of holiness, we get a little nervous, don't we? But that's what it, the, the, the Holy Spirit and spirit of holiness are the same in the original language. When you welcome the Holy Spirit, you're welcoming the spirit of holiness to direct you, the presence of God to direct you. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is about to leave the disciples, and he mentions the Holy Spirit again here. He's, in, he's inviting us to welcome the Holy Spirit in this remembering process. Acts 1, 8, but you will receive power. Say power. power. Huh. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus indicates that there's, there's, there's a power that comes when the helper comes. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, it gives you a power. It gives you an access. And Jesus earlier said that it has to do with remembering the things of God and the work of God. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to witness and to minister. He said, wherever you go now, the Holy Spirit is going to bring back to your remembrance the things that I've done, the promises of God in Scripture from the beginning of time, and, and you're going to be able to help other people understand the truth of Jesus the Messiah and the power of God to transform their life. And what's interesting to me about this is that the Holy Spirit is functioning in our life, but we don't always recognize it, okay? First of all, the Holy Spirit, it empowers us to witness, but the Holy Spirit, it comes into our life and He reminds us of our sin. This is the first interaction we experience with the Holy Spirit. You, you, you may have never been to church before. You, you may have never uh, really thought about God much, but somehow inside of you, the Holy Spirit shows up. Now, that can be just because you're walking in nature and you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is amazing the way this world is created. And within you, within you, you sense something's missing. This world cannot be this, this connected, this well-designed, this beautiful, this awesome. I'm missing out on something. That's the Holy Spirit telling you you've not connected with God yet. Or maybe you're talking to your friends, you're hanging out with some people, and you realize this person over here really seems to know God. There's a peace inside of them. And you realize, I want that. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's the, that's the first role of the Holy Spirit. It, the Scripture, we talk about it, it woos us, it draws us to the presence of God and that we have a need within us, Okay. Then the Holy Spirit, it comes and it directs us to the cross. Because see, once you realize there's something missing, you begin to see your own flaws. And you're like, oh man, I'm not the kind of person I want to be. This is why developing a healthy memory is important. Because you become honest about the fact that I, I'm not always as virtuous as I would like to think of myself. I'm not always as kind. I'm not always as loving. I'm not the, and, and the Holy Spirit directs us and it begins to help us see the only solution for the bad behavior and the bad thinking that's going on inside me is to kill it. The only solution that will stop that bad behavior is somehow for it to die. And it's at that point you recognize what, what that evil inside of you, that sin nature, the wrong inside of you, the only cure for it is it to be killed 
the same way Jesus was killed on the cross. And it's at that moment you begin to recognize through the power of the Holy Spirit that the cross is the symbol of your grace. It's the, it's, it's, it's the mystery the New Testament talks about. To, to those who are perishing, it's foolishness. But to those of us who are being saved, it's a wisdom. It's a power. The belief that the loving God would take the punishment that was due me, that I might have a life of freedom. That's, that's the Holy Spirit that makes that real in our life. And, 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 and we begin to, oh, wow, how beautiful. It's a great gift of love. Then the Holy Spirit, it begins to assure us and it empowers us for life. It begins to help us see, okay, you can live in this way that Jesus talked about, the way, the truth, and the life. You can live in that pathway of peace, but you've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to disciple you. You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to empower you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness will begin to say, oh, no, 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 don't, don't go over there. You've had nights like that before, and we're not going that way anymore. The Holy Spirit will be other times it'll say, hey, come this way. I'm about to do something, and I want you to come be a part of it. The same way, the same way that Paul went into a, a new territory to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he recognized the Spirit of God directing him in that direction. And see, what you and I want to do is become disciples that are relying on the Holy Spirit to follow him every day. That way, when, when the winds blow in of fear and anxiety and, and that stuff, we, we know, oh no, oh no, I will trust in the Lord for he is my rock and my salvation. He is my deliverer. And we'll begin to declare the words of, of the ancients, of, the, of those that have followed God for many years. See, the role of the Holy Spirit is to be your helper, all right? Growing up in Tennessee, we had mountains, unlike flat Columbus. We had places where we go climb. And see, what I've learned is this, that my memory and the Holy Spirit are a lot like mountain climbing, rock climbing. See, when, when you're climbing, you hang on to a place and you put your feet in a place that you can hang on to. And those memories... They remind you of God's faithfulness in the past, and they give you the strength to grab the next one, to keep climbing. And see, the reason you and I climb is because we're relying on the Holy Spirit. He'll belay us if we need to. He'll let us down slowly and easy, but, but you can pull yourself up, trusting God. And that's why if you develop a, a good memory and you declare what God has done for you, it will bring strength for you, and you will never go back. You will never go back to that old way of life because you know how dangerous and difficult and painful it was, because you're remembering it well. And you can grow to new heights spiritually. That's what God has for you and I. The reason that we wear wedding bands, the reason that we have diplomas on our wall, the reason that we dedicate our children, the reason that we keep a record is to remind ourselves. When you, when you walk in, off the patio today, I was coming in, and we've got these huge stones right there, and, and, and we, we carved into them Scripture so that we would remember that God is going to build His church, that we come here to worship God. Why? We're building those memories. You walk across the patio, and we've got this cross in the ground. Why? Because the only way we can approach God is through the cross of Jesus Christ, and, and we've got a slit in it so we can drop the names of people that we know have got that void in their heart right now, and they're searching for the hope of Jesus Christ, and we pray for them, and we drop them in, and we're reminded. See, you and I, we have these collective times when we gather 
That's why God said, stop once a week and remember what I've done. Because if we don't, we'll get on that rat race of life, that, that hamster wheel, and we'll just keep going and going and going. And the next thing you know, we'll turn around and our life is spent. And we've, we've not done anything worthy of the one that created us. We put bumper stickers on the, on the backs of our cars remembering our loved ones. What are we going to do to remember what God has done for us? What are we going to do to remind ourselves that He's been faithful? What are we going to do to stir within ourselves and pass on to the next generation? Listen to Jesus' recommendation. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. And following, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Why did Jesus do that? Because he wanted us to build a, me a memory. He wanted us to remember what he had done for us, that he was real. He was in the flesh. He ate meals. He had happy meals. See, Jesus would eat with us and he did life with us. And he said, every time you sit down at the table, thank the Lord of creation for giving you life and producing and receive from him the goodness. And if you, if you fail to do that, Man, when you gather as a body of believers, make sure you get out some bread and get out some juice and remember, I died for you. Because you got to know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And you need to be ready. And see, the reason the church globally, it, it's trans-denominationally, think about it. We gather and we get out this bread and we get out this juice. We may do it in different formats with different songs, but we're all, we better remember what he did for us because he wants us to remember that Jesus will return to live for him, to trust him. If you want to cultivate a growing life, remember. Remember what God has done for you individually. Remember what he's done collectively. Find some way to develop patterns in your life, to develop systems to share it with your children and your grandchildren and the ones to come. Let's say a prayer. Let's say a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this weekend. We thank you that the scripture says that you wash us as white as snow. Today, as we look at the snow across our land, we know that you can make us clean and fresh and new. And we remember that. We celebrate that on this weekend. And God, that you will help us through the storms of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? I wonder what it would do to our life if we begin to pray for our desire for God to grow. Father, we want to come before you today because we, we need to be honest. You've been so good to us. 
You've provided so much for us that sometimes we, we take your grace for granted. And God, we want you to know that, that our hunger and our thirst for righteousness is not what we want it to be. God, we've been, we've been okay with just getting C's, passing marks, when we know that you want us to desire your best. And God, we've, we've gotten, a little, gotten a little lazy. We've gotten spiritual slide. I, I don't know how to describe it to you, Father, other than that our focus hasn't been on you. We've become self-centered and we've not been kingdom-oriented. And we know that you want us to be kingdom men and kingdom women, that you want us to be about the kingdom work. And so this is what we're praying. We're praying that you would begin to, to help us stir up the fire within us, to stir up our faith in you, to be stirred up within, to have a desire for holiness. Lord, may we become a people that say, God, we're, we're people of unclean lips, and then you cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Would you show us right now what it is that's been keeping us from really hungering for you? Now, Lord, would you begin to help us to exercise our authority in Jesus' name and our position in Christ Jesus and help us to live out our walk with you. Help us to begin to grow. You are the vine tender. You prune off anything that needs to be pruned right now. We, we surrender it to you. We don't, we don't hold that back. Lord, begin to, to move us so that we can see how we could be used for you. God, give us Christian friends, give us Christian mentors, and give us people that we can disciple. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. You know, I believe prayer is powerful. We should pray first and ask questions later. And if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry, I ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address, and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of The Church Next Door and Your Next Step. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. And it's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. 
Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.